0: Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Burgaw, North Carolina, 28425 every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org.
1: for everything that you have given unto us God to live in this present evil world. I thank you God that we have I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer us who live but it's Christ who lives in us. We honor you. We glorify you and you shall get all the glory all the honor and all the praise through this word on today and as I open my mouth God I thank you that you have already filled it in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If you would, open your book to the beginning. That is Genesis. (laughs) Shouldn't take you long to get there. We back in Genesis 1. And I want to look at verses 26 through 28. And we want to hear what God has to say unto the church. Because we are the church. We just come into the building to fellowship. Amen? Amen. Genesis 1, 26 through 28. And it reads, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. I'm going to stop there. You may be seated, and I'll move forward in the teaching. I want to talk about this morning the authority of the believer. The authority of the believer. When God put this on my heart, God always, he's, he's doing things to show us sometimes we can miss it. Sometimes we can get in such a hurry, we miss what we have. And when you miss in what you have, you can't fight in this spiritual battle, this spiritual warfare that we're fighting in and that battles in the mind that warfare that we're having is in our mind we are in a spiritual battle but first of all in this battle you got to know who you are and whose you are you got to know who you are and whose you are when you know these things you will be able to fight in this spiritual warfare So when God was giving me this, I know the last time we were together, I was talking about split decisions and how we have to make up our mind whom we're going to serve. And that's the first thing that we got to do because we got some people saying, Lord, Lord, and really don't know him. I'm going to say it again. You got some people saying, Lord, Lord, but really don't know him because they really have not heard the good news. They really have not heard the gospel, the good news of the kingdom that Jesus was bringing. See, Jesus was bringing good news of the kingdom. And that's what we're supposed to be declaring, the good news of the kingdom of God. And in order to be a part of that kingdom, we must accept who? Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior. Now, in this first verse, it said, then God said. So we got to understand that it's God speaking. God is speaking. He said, let us. So whom was God speaking to? He was speaking to the son and the Holy Spirit. It was the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit who was in the beginning dealing with creation and they worked together. We know it is one God, but it's three persons and all of them work as one. And this is why God want us in the body of Christ to work as one. He want us to be in unity. He want us to be on one accord. He want us to have the same mind. And this is why so much division in the church is because the church is not on one accord. And why isn't the church on one accord? The the real reason is the church don't know God the way they need to know him. Because if you know God the way he needs to be made known, Come on, we will shut down the enemy quick, fast, and in a hurry. We wouldn't have all these mishaps in the church. Yes, they're going to come, but we're going to know how to handle whatever comes according to the word of God. I don't know if you have recognized, but it's not about us. It's about him. So we got to look to him who is the author and finisher of our faith. We cannot look to us. Because in that case, we would have been the ones to save the world. But he couldn't find nobody to save us but himself. And this is what I want the church to recognize. Quit looking at you. You cannot save yourself. It's in him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. So he said, let us make man, this is humankind, in our image, according to our likeness. So the first thing that God did, if y'all recognize when you go back to Genesis one and um, Genesis two, and you see all that God did, God created everything by speaking it into existence. But when he created these things, he created these things out of nothing and they became something. So God spoke into existence what he wanted to exist. And when you look at the word of God, the things that he spoke into existence, when he said, let the earth bring forth, he was telling the earth, this is what I want you to bring forth. But when it got to us, see, this is where we miss it. When it got to us, we were created from him. God pulled us out. Y'all should be giving God glory. He pulled us out of himself. We were made in the image and likeness of God. God was our source. God said, I'm going to pull you out of me. Y'all, we special people. He pulled us out of him. He said, I'm going to have you with my nature, with my characteristics. You're going to be God-like. See, y'all got to understand who you represented. You got to understand where you come from where you came from and I think some of us don't understand that God said we're gonna make man like us I have to pull them out of me I'm gonna be our father to them I'm gonna be their father and everything that they need is gonna come from me so it ain't gonna be no lack y'all because we come from our father he knew what we needed even before we existed he said I'm gonna give you me and that's all you need y'all don't get it Y'all don't get it. See y'all out here trying to get something and you already got it, but you don't know what you have. So you're working hard to get it. Look at your neighbor and say, quit trying to get something you got. You got the very best. Nothing can compare to what you got. No man, no woman. No dog, no cat. Y'all don't know what you got. Y'all trying to find somebody to complete you. And you're already complete in him. So God said, we're going to make them like us. So I got to pull them out of us, out of me. So when God did that, this is what you call y'all being born of God, not born of the world, but born from heaven. That means that I'm born from the kingdom of God. And this is why when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus and y'all recognize how Nicodemus came to Jesus, he came to Jesus by night being sneaky. See, he wanted what Jesus had, but he didn't want nobody to know that he was talking with Jesus, that he was being with Jesus. How many of y'all know that it's now people in churches that don't want other people to know that they're going somewhere else to get what they need, but they're doing sneak attacks. So Nick, he went to him by night. And he said, and he began to talk to him and say, master, he recognized him as master. Nobody can do the things that you do except they be from God. Now he recognized that, but then Jesus began to talk to him and say, verily, verily, I say unto you, he said, no one can see the kingdom. I want to read this in the Amplified and break it down. Jesus answered him, I assure you, John 3, 3, most solemnly I tell you that unless a person is born again, anew from above, do y'all hear that? Born again, born of God, born from above, born anew, he cannot ever see No, be acquainted with and experience the kingdom of God. The only way you can experience, become acquainted, to know is to be born of God, to be born again, to be born of the kingdom of God. This is what was happening in Genesis 1. God said, I'm your source. You're going to be born of me, not from anything else, but from me. I'm going to pull you out of me. Do y'all realize? Some of us really don't realize what we have, being that we're coming from the Father. So that means we were born from above, not born from this natural world. So that's what he said that which is born of flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So you got to know the Spirit from the flesh. The Bible says it is the Spirit. That quickens according to John six sixty It is the spirit that quickens. That means to make alive. He said, your flesh profits you nothing. He said, the words that I speak unto you. He said, they are spirit and they are life. So we get life from the word of God. That's where your life is, is in the word. And that's where the enemy don't want you to go is in the word because he represents death. He represents darkness. So if he can keep you out of the word of God, you walking in in darkness, even though you have light, you're representing darkness. If you're not in the word, the way you need to be, because you're not going to know how to handle situations that come up in your life. This is why we have church splits. Because you got some in and you got some out. You got some thinking they know and some saying this is what the word is saying. So it takes the word. But then he began to show me. And before I even get to the part about dominion, you got to know you got to be born again. Not born of this world. See, some people say they're saved, but they're born of the world. How do I say that they're born of the world? Because you're doing what the world is still doing. So even though you say that you know Jesus, there's a point in your life where you shouldn't be looking like the world is looking. You shouldn't. Your identity should not be what the world is doing and how the world is doing and how the world is acting. People should see you differently. And you don't have to tell them you saved. You don't have to tell them you're born from above. Your characteristics, your attitude, the nature that you have from God, people are going to know who you belong to. And God took me back here. When we're talking about being born of the world, being born in the natural, all of us were born through parents. Matter of fact, I believe it took a male and a female to bring you in this world. Your mama just didn't get you here by herself. It ain't going to be no more um, Virgin Marys. I'm going to tell you all that right now. If some of you women waiting on God to come impregnate you, then you just keep on waiting. It was only one Virgin Mary that bought that one son. It ain't going to be no more. You may be a Virgin Mary, but you ain't going to have no child without a man. Right. Now, I believe some people are well aware of that. So we see that in the natural, we have parents and in the womb, that baby will come to know those parents because they hear those parents voice, whatever that mother take in, that baby is taking it into. So when that baby come out, we know what the word of God says. We were all what born in and we were shaped in and sin. Our mothers did conceive us. So we all know this, but in a family, we learn from our dad, we learn from our mom, we learn from whoever is bringing us up, correct? We learn their ways, we learn their attributes, everything that they do, we think we're supposed to do even though it is wrong. Hallelujah, somebody. Because we go on our parents. And sometimes people, when we go out, they say, I know who your daddy is you a walker like how you know I'm a all this that they know you by how you appear they know how you talk they know how you react they say oh you just like your mama you mean as a snake you are recognized by what family you come from if you got a family that's out there and doing crazy stuff and you out there They say, I know who your family is because you're doing the same thing your family. I'm going somewhere. Because whatever parents your kids see you do, they think it's all right for them to do it. If you're in the house cussing and fussing and not being who you need to be as a married couple, then that's how they think they're supposed to treat their wife. If the daddy slapped the mama, the son going to slap his wife. And the daughter is going to think that she need a husband like her daddy. Oh, y'all better hear me today. This is the world. This is how what we're born into. What a child see is what a child's going to do. If you are not married and you come in together and you're having children and you're in the same house, your daughter is going to say, this is what I can do. Your son is going to say, this is what I can do. I don't need to marry nobody. I can just live this way. So we're getting those characteristics. We're getting everything from that house. Somebody say, holler. See, nobody want to um, holler to the truth. See, when the truth comes, nobody don't want to say nothing. But when the world is so corrupt and in a mess, everybody howling, Because they're trying to be like the world is being. But I'm trying to let you know we are born of God. If you're born again, if you have accepted him for real, will somebody say for real? For real. Say for real. for real. See, nobody have to tell you what to do or how to do it because your heart have changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to help you out. Say it, say it. It's about the heart. It's about the heart. See, this is what we want. And I want y'all to understand something. If a person is not born of God, they'll say, I'm sorry. They'll say, I forgive you. But deep down in their heart, it's not turned towards God. So they're going to keep doing the same thing that they were doing because they have a sin nature in them. Even though they know what's right and should be doing what's right, they're not going to continue to do what's right because of the sin nature that's compelling them, that's driving them to do opposite of what the word of God is saying. Some people say, well, I know good people. They don't party. They don't go out, but they got the sin nature in them. So it's still some things that they are doing that is driving them and compelling them to do it because they don't have the Holy Spirit they don't have the helper from god to help them to stay in alignment with the word so this is what i'm saying the first thing is being truly born again not just saying you're born again because you're scared you're going to hell but knowing that if you're left here today you know your destiny So we have to be, first of all, born again. And this is what God was saying. He said, you got to be born of me. You got to be born from above, so I'm going to pull you out of me. So Adam and Eve had God's spirit. They had God's nature. They had his characteristics. And then God told them the next thing. See, you can't go to this next thing until you understand who you belong to. He's our master. He's our Lord. He's our father. So that's the one that we should be going to because he's our source. He is who we have come from. Amen. Then the next part of that verse I want to go to, let them. God can't let us have nothing outside of him. Let them. That means male and female, let them male and female have dominion. So that word dominion means authority. It means delegated power. So being that we come from God, God said, I'm giving you authority. I'm giving you dominion to rule over everything that I have created before you. He said, I'm giving you the right to rule over my creation. Y'all got to hear this. And this is where the church go wrong. The church is still begging God for something. But God said, my hands are tied. People don't believe that. Let me tell you how God's hands are tied. Because God said, let us give them dominion. Meaning that God said, I'm giving you right here on earth. Check it out. It's in your Bible. Read your Bible. Psalms 115 tells you, the heavens and the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth I have given to the children of men. Meaning God said, if I have given you the right to rule and reign down here, it is your right to do it. I can't do it down here. It is your right to take over earth. This is your territory. You're my representative on earth. Oh, y'all, it's going to get deep. Some of you is constantly asking God to do something. God said, I already done it. Let's go back to the beginning. God said, I created everything the way that I wanted it to be. Do y'all read Genesis? How many read it over and over again to see what God has done? When you read that over and over again and see what God has done, God is saying it's done and it's not going to be a do-over. He said, everything that I have done is done. He said, now once it was done, I'm going to put man in the midst of what I have done. And I'm going to tell you this is what I want you to do with what I have done. So he told them. This is what I want you to do. He told male, he told female, did he not? But then he went a little bit further. He said, not only am I giving you this dominion to reign and to rule, and he told them everything that he wanted them to reign and rule over all the earth. But one thing he did not tell them to do is rule over each other. You cannot have authority over another person against their will. Everybody he created with the will. I cannot make my husband do nothing. I cannot go against what he want to do. My husband can't go against what I want to do. But if I'm lining up with what the word tells me, I'm going to submit what he to what he's doing if he's submitting to God. Y'all better come on here. We are out of order. No woman submits to a man that's the purity devil. Do y'all know what a purity devil looks like? It might be in your house. I have to do this to win over this man. No, you win over the man by the word, by what you're doing according to the word, by going and fellowshipping The devil don't want you to come fellowship. Well, I got to obey my husband. He told me I can't go to the church, but I can go to the juke joint. You devil. He told me we need to spend more time together, so he taken me out on a date. He whined me. He dined me. We danced all night long, and he told me I don't need to go to church tomorrow. I need to stay there and be with him so we can be getting more loving in. And you fell for that lie. Because you so rejected you want that man more than you want God, but yet you say you born from above. It's some darkness in that house. And you satisfied until he don't like you no more. Now you're in the church. That old rascal I married. Okay, I'm gonna move on. So we see how God set it up he gave them dominion over all the earth y'all you have dominion you have rights over all the earth so then he didn't only say that now listen at the other part he said in 27 so he created man in his own image in the image of God he created him check this out do y'all Bible read the same like mine he said he created him male and female so I think that's a Man and a woman. He created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Tell me how two men are going to fill the earth. Tell me how two women are going to fill the earth. How in the world are they going to do it? They can't. So he told them, I need for you to be fruitful and multiply. I need for you to fill the earth. So I need for you to come together as man and woman, as husband and wife. You don't feel nothing outside of being married. Oh, y'all, I can teach on this all day long. That's why you got siblings disliking one another because they're coming from different people. They're all over the place. One know the daddy, the other one don't know the daddy. Then you tell him that one, that's your daddy. Yeah, that's your daddy because he in the house with you, but they're all mixed up and they're all confused because they're coming from other daddies. Then you go find a daddy that they didn't come from, call him daddy. Call him daddy. Daddy, can you give me some lunch? I ain't your daddy. Out of order. But the world's living like, that's what you're supposed to do. You're gonna respect this man. Mm. Mm-hmm. Any, any of who? Let's let's move on. I see. I hit something. Let me hit it. Let's move on. He blessed them. He said, "Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, and listen at this word and subdue it." Subdue me, master it. So let's go back to what God did. He created everything. After he created everything, God then said, I need a body. They're spirit beings, but I need one body. So he created that body from the dust of the earth. God breathed his life into that body and that body became a living soul. So God, that first body that was created was male. So God said, everything I need, I'm going to put in that one man. Everybody's going to come from that one man. So y'all know he told that one man, this is what I don't want to happen. Do not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat from that tree, you're going to surely die. That means it's going to be a physical death. Um, no, a spiritual death, not a physical death. So he told the man why, because he made man headship. He made man head over that home. So that man supposed to took the commands of God and given it to his household, which he did give it to Eve. Okay. He gave it to Eve. So we know what, what happened here. God had given him right to rule and reign, but he gave it to both of them. So him and Eve, we see, I'm going back to Genesis 3. I don't want to miss nothing because I want y'all to understand dominion and authority. So this is what he did. Him and Eve, you know, they in the garden, but God told him, he said, I want you to tend to that garden. I want you to work that garden. I want you to be master over that garden. I want you to tend to what I have put in your hands. So that's what he was doing. But old Satan come in the garden and he used part of God's creation. Now I want you to tell your neighbor, say, you ain't too safe for the devil to use you. As a matter of fact, he's using your nine, your thoughts. Your nine, your thoughts. <laughs> Don't you know? God know even your thoughts from afar off. You may not open your mouth, but you know when you're being talked about from afar off. Somebody's waiting on me to mess up. They're waiting on to get some correction. Shame on you. <laughs> so we see what happened. Old Satan used God's creation, which was the serpent. But the serpent had to allow him to use him. So y'all know what he told Eve. Did God really say, did God really say you couldn't eat from every tree in this garden? That's deception. That's what the enemy used. It's deception to try to get you to turn away from God and be disobedient. Y'all know what happened. Eve gave in to the serpent. She was deceived, but the Bible say Adam was not deceived because Adam already knew what God had said. But being that Eve was his boo, the love of his life, The one he got to lay down with and being fruitful and multiply. And he know if he didn't eat that fruit, he might not can be fruitful and multiply with eat. So he took a piece of the fruit. And he ate it freely. He had a free will, did he not? So we know sin came into the world. Through Adam's disobedience, sin came in through one man. And through sin, death came. So death had to be dealt dealt with which is sin. Sin represents death. God had to deal with sin, but God already had a plan. He had a plan of redemption before it even happened. See, this is why y'all you need to be going to God instead of going to everybody else because everything about your life is already written. So quit trying to get ahead of your life. Quit trying to do things. You need to go to our father, your source, the one who created you, the ones who, the one who know the plan and the purpose for your life. And you need to ask him, what do I need to do about this? Right. It's already written. So we see what had happened. So God said, I got to deal with sin. So God already had a plan. And y'all know that plan was Jesus. He could not find Nobody that could live up to his standards, to his rules, to his regulations. He had to find somebody who did not have sin that could be sin for us so we could become the righteousness of God through Jesus. Y'all hear this. It is through Jesus. It is not through anything you can do to make you right but through Jesus. So if you're trying to do something to make you right... You're living up under the law. You ain't living according to what Jesus have already done for you. So God said that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through who? Through Jesus Christ. So the only way that sin can be dealt with is through Jesus. And Jesus, he represents his father. Amen. Amen. So what God had to do, he said, what no man on earth that could die for us. So God said, because I love you so much, he said, I'm going to come off of my throne and I'm going to come down here in the flesh as a man and live as a man and die on your behalf so you can have eternal life. And I don't think it's a person in this room would do that for nobody. You know why? Because we love ourselves too much. We selfish, cause some of don't only want to get nobody five dollars. We selfish. That's why we got to have such a connection with God to know what God wants outside of what we feel. It ain't about your feelings. It ain't about what this one done or that one done. It's what God is telling you to do because he is your source. It's not about how people have hurt you, how people have talked about you. God said, bless those who curse you. Love those who hate you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. It ain't about you. It's about what he has done. When you know what he has done, you can love your worst enemy. You can forgive your worst enemy. You won't hold no grudge. Because butt you. Keep your butt out of it and put Jesus in it. Hmm. Satan, by even them doing what they done. See, he, he, he know how to do it, y'all. He's crafty. He's deceitful. He come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come. It's two of them. There's a kingdom of light. There's a kingdom of darkness. Jesus said, okay, that's what he come for. But I have come to give you life. And to give it to you more abundantly. He said, the life I give you is a Zoe life. It's a God kind of life. Some of us ain't choosing the Zoe life. The reason why we're not because we're looking too much at what the world has. I'm going somewhere. So we know that because of Adam, because of their disobedience, Satan became the God of this world. That's in 2 Corinthians 4, 4. Whose minds the God of this age have blinded, who do not believe, lest the light... Of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, who's the image of God, should shine on them. So Satan have blinded the eyes of the unbelievers, because he don't want them to believe the gospel, the good news that's gonna bring light. He don't want that. So y'all, there's many people that are blind, and they're blind in churches. Because churches are doing things outside of the will and the word of God. And they think it's right because they've done it so long. And when God wants to send somebody with truth, they throw them out the church because they don't want truth to prevail. The Bible says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Y'all, I tell you, I was on YouTube and this gentleman was up there and supposed to be saved. And he even utilized, what you call it, did his sister eulogy, had on his little white gown. He did the little sermon for his sister. Everybody know that's the devil walking in white. Telling how beautiful it was. (laughs) And soon as his ex-wife got on TV and began to talk about how she was wrong for leaving her husband and she left him out of being emotionalized. She said, never leave a marriage out of your emotions because we had a daughter and I was hurting my daughter keeping her from being in a house with a mother and with a father because I was so emotionalized. Can anybody relate? When you get in your emotions, you tend to do stuff out of how you feel, not based on what's right, right? That's what she said. He got on YouTube. And he was bleep, to bleep, to bleep, to bleep. But he saved. And he quoting scriptures, bleep, to bleep, to bleep, to bleep. Had an audience. And he was saying she, she had people she could have went to. And the ones he said she could have went to this man done messed around on his wife a humpteen times. But that's who he said she could, y'all, please. The devil in the church. And people are listening to these people and they're saying it's truth. And then when somebody bring in the truth, they're ready to kill them. But that's what's supposed to happen. This is why the apostles in the Bible went through so much persecution because of the word's sake. When you are truly born again and you stand for truth, your family going to hate you. Your husband, your wife going to hate you. Your kids going to hate you. Your dog cat going to hate you. For real. They're going to try to bite you. Jennifer, watch them dogs now. Because when you stand for righteousness, when you stand for what's right, you're going to get your feelings hurt. People are going to turn on you. They're going to talk about you. They're going to backbite you. But it's okay because he said, the world hated me. So if you are part of me and you come from me and you're living according to me, you're going to be hated. So what's your problem? Why are you at home crying? Why are you at home saying, why nobody like me? Why nobody? Oh, we going back into this teaching because I'm going to help you out. Because some of us forget what we have. We forget how to use what we have. If anybody got a gun in their home and a thief come in your house, are you going to welcome him in your house? Let him beat up your wife. Take your stuff and open the door and say, you can leave now. Or if your gun is loaded and he's beating up your wife, you're going to sit there and say, oh, you need to hit her in that eye. You missed that eye. (laughs) Or you're going to take out your weapon and use what you got because he came in your house. Excuse me, is any man going to let a thief come in your house and, and beat up your woman? You know what? Women, excuse these men. I only hear my husband over there. <laughs> ain't no hard feelings. Ain't no man spoke up. Did d- d- any woman hear their husbands? Women, you, I, he, I ain't hear them loudly. I don't hear y'all loud. Why y'all don't holler for you women? We women, we fight for y'all. Let us pray, Jesus. Listen, listen, I'm going somewhere. Let me say it again. What man is going to let a thief come in your house, rob your house, and beat up your wife without shooting him? Thank you. Now, I'm going somewhere with this. You say you ain't going to let it happen, right? Right? Well, why are you letting the devil come in your house? Y'all don't want me to go there, do you? You got sought up. Why you let the devil come in your house and cut the food and sitting back there saying, I'm going to be quiet because I ain't going to have no peace in my heart? Okay, Jesus came back, the father, and he took back what the devil took from us. That was authority. He took it back. He took back the right for him to rule and reign, right? He took it back. So this is what happened. Jesus got back the authority to rule and reign, right? That's, that's proven in Matthew 28 18 through 19. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me. Y'all check this. In heaven and on earth. I want y'all to catch this. Jesus said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. I'm going to say it again. Jesus said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Then he said, go ye. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. What was Jesus saying? Being that it was given to me, I'm giving you back. What was taken from you and I'm giving you the right to rule and reign again. Y'all don't get it. Jesus has given us power, delegated power. Have y'all, and let me ask y'all this. I respect them. I really do. I don't know about y'all. How many of y'all, if you see policemen doing a traffic stop and that policeman is standing up there with their hands like this, what do you do? Why do you stop? Because he have delegated power that when that hand go up, the government have given him the right to say, "When he stand up uh-huh. with his hands up, he has the right to tell you without opening his mouth stop. and even somebody at a bus stop. But of course we run them. Say <laughs> so we didn't see it. We don't run them intentionally. But anybody that's in authority, we honor that authority. Because they have that. And they have that right to rule and reign in the position that they hold. And Christians today don't respect their bosses. How do I know? You're late. Don't respect. Their bosses on the job, talk to them any kind of Christians, telling them what they ain't going to do, because this one ain't doing it. They're in an authority. And Christians, don't submit to nobody because they don't submit to God. The Bible says, when you submit to God, the devil will flee. You got to submit to him before the devil flees. If you cannot submit to God, the devil's having field day. And people wonder why marriages are broken up. Churches are splitting. I'm going somewhere. Thank you. Holy Ghost. Friendships are breaking up. Children leaving home. People don't recognize authority no more. Authority comes from God. It's in the Bible. God is the one that sets up things the way it need to be. Do people get out of order? Yes, they get out of order. So this is what Jesus did. He gave it to who? To us. He gave us the right to rule and reign on this earth. Why am I bringing this into church today? Because sometimes when we go through pressures of life, when we go through being talked about, ridiculed, different things happening in your life, it may be sicknesses, it may be whatever it may be, we forget what we have. We forget what God has given us to deal with what's before us so when God brought this to me it's just been ringing in my ear for for a long time and I'm like okay God you you just got to let me know when you want me to bring this to the table so when you go through things in your life you forget your weapons you forget what you have to deal with what's going on with those situations what's happening we got Christians bowing down to darkness we do. We got Christians bowing down to what the enemy is doing because they don't recognize what Jesus have already done. When you recognize what Jesus have already done, you're not going to bow down to darkness no more. You're going to rise up to who you are now that you're in Christ. So here's another thing. In order to rule and reign, we have to know, according to Colossians 1, 13, he has delivered us from the power of darkness. And he has translated us, conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. When, have y'all noticed that when Apostle moved from Cary to Jacksonville, she moved from one destination to another. She's no longer part of Carrie. Her zip code changed. Her address changed. Everything had to change according to where she went. So whatever the rules were for Carrie ain't the same rules that Jacksonville have. So she got to line up with Jacksonville, North Carolina. She can't, when they call her, she can't say, well, when I was in Cary, they didn't do this. And you know what they're going to tell her? You ain't in Carrie now. You in Jacksonville, North Carolina. So if you can't abide by what Jacksonville, North Carolina is doing, go on back to carry. So this is how it is for us. When you were delivered, you didn't deliver yourself. You couldn't deliver yourself. Jesus had to deliver you from up under the power, the authority of Satan. He had to do this. He delivered you and then he put you in the kingdom. Meaning that his kingdom rules over all. His kingdom rules over all. So if you don't know that Satan don't have no more authority or power over you, then that's why he's having a field day in your house and everything that's going on with you. Because this is what we do. If Satan would just leave me alone for just one minute so I can think and you know what we do that wasn't nobody but Satan no that was nobody but you Satan don't have no right you have right over him so why when everything is happening we say matter of fact (laughs) y'all before this teaching before I even was coming in here to do this teaching it was a lot going on in our home this morning was it not honey the devil is just, ooh, when you getting ready to teach something, you get tried. My husband was in the kitchen doing something, and the thing that he was doing, I'm looking at the time, and we have a routine to make sure we're here on time. He doing this, that, and the other, and I'm coming up front, and, and then he telling me this is what I got, da, da 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 and I'm saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I'm going back to the bedroom. I said, uh-huh, the devil. I got something for you. So you know what I did? I got into peaceful mode. I said, strife ain't coming in my home today. You don't have no power over me. Uh-uh. I'm walking in humility. So what am I saying? Uh-oh, I'm talking to somebody. God talking to somebody. You give the devil the right. Because God is giving it to you. It would help sometime if you zip it. But you know why we don't zip it? Cuz it's pride in the house. Because we don't want nobody to know what we did or didn't do. So we got to stand up and open our mouth when authority is telling you something. You just zip it and you walk in humility and you listen to what they say because that's who God put in authority. God put people in your life as your leaders to watch over. They're responsible. But I'm going somewhere. This is dealing with authority. God sets things up. He sets things up in the home. This is why you go in the Bible before you get married to Mr. Prince. The one you think is a hunk. And you bring that hunk in your home and he's the laziest. He he ain't even like the ants. Because he look good. Because he can make pretty babies. Y'all know people look for people based on pretty babies, don't you? Y'all didn't know that. They don't look for people according to the heart. They look for people how them babies coming out. I don't want no ugly baby. So, Lord, you know I need a blue-eyed man. Lord, I need a Mexican. I need a Jap. Lord, I need a white man. You mix white and black, you're going to get some purdy. I don't need black on black. It don't work. Did y'all not know everything comes from God? Everything come out of one man, every color, every nation. It ain't about color. It's about who God wants you to have. Seeing things on YouTube now where they're getting these pretty hunks, hunks of a man and they're killing them, cutting them up. Because that's what you want. Because you that's pride. That's a form of pride. I got to look good if we're going to walk in the mall. Can't have nobody ugly walking beside me. That's messing up my rep. If you got somebody that look like a monkey and they love you and treated you well, they want that monkey. Cause you got the monkey and I ain't saying nobody look like no monkey. It's a figure of speech. Nobody want that man or that woman until you go with them. Now, all of a sudden they after them y'all better know the tactics of the enemy. Come on, get in the word. See what the word got to say about it. I'm still talking about authority. So we, we see what Jesus done. He took us out from up on the Satan's hand. So that means we rule over him. Let me give you a scripture. We have been put in position with Christ. Ephesians 1, 20 through 21. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come so wherever he put Jesus he already put us we were already in Jesus before the foundation of this world God already had a plan for us so everything that Jesus is so are we in this world everything that Jesus have we already have it we are heir of God we're joint heir of Jesus Christ so if we're in position with him, if Jesus is seated with him on his right hand, that's power. That means that we're seated with him and we're looking down at these principalities. Because we're over them, they're not over us. That's why in Luke ten nineteen it says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. Now, y'all, we ain't talking about them snakes and, yeah, he's talking about the enemy. He's a serpent. He's a scorpion. And over, listen at this, all, all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So if he's given us all of that, what is our problem? Why, when things happen in our lives, we're begging God to do something? Oh, Lord. My God, Lord, if you just take the pain, Lord, if you just heal me right now, Lord, if you just pay this bill, Oh, Lord, I need you right now. Come by here, Lord. Oh, Lord, it's your daughter, Lord. Lord, you know me by name. Oh, yes, you do, Lord. Lord, I'm waiting on you right now. Where are you, Lord? I need you, Lord. Come by here, Lord. Come by here. Oh, Lord, please come by here. Lord, I've been hurting from days. You act like you don't care. Oh, Lord, don't you care for me, Lord? Don't you love me, oh, God? Oh, Lord, I'm here by myself. I have a wife, but she can't stand me, oh, Lord. She won't even bring me bread and water, oh, Lord. Lord, I need you right now. Lord, just give me a sign, give me a sign, give me a sign. And here come your wife with the bread and water. And you think, oh, Lord, God ain't hearing that foolishness. For one, God has already given you what you need to fight in this battle. And you on your knees, that's why most of y'all knees is hurting bone on bone. Because you're staying on them knees too long begging God, and he waiting on you to get up. This is what God is saying the problem is with the church. Ephesians. 612. For our fight, our conflict, our struggle is not against people on this earth. Let me say it again. Oh, Lord. For our fight, our conflict, our struggle is not against people on this earth. Do you know the devil wants us to spend most of our time fighting with flesh and blood, fighting with each other? And that's what the church is doing. They're fighting with each other. People fighting with family, fighting with children, fighting with dogs and cats, fighting with everything all day long. Calling each other, talking about it, rumbling and wrestling, and got some power. I'm going to say it again. For our fight is not against the husband, not against the wife, not against the children, not against the dog, the cat, your employer, your employees. Your fight is not with them. I'm going to say it again. Our fight is not with the husband, with the wife, with the children, with the cat, with the dog, with the employee, the employer. Who else is you fighting against? Who else is? it? Y'all know something I don't? Jennifer said a horse. It says, but against rulers and authorities and powers of this world's darkness, against the spiritual powers of evil in the heavenly world realm places. The enemy want us to fight one another. He don't want us to come against that spirit that's using that person to come against you. So see, this is what I do, y'all. When I want to run off at this mouth, don't think I don't because I do. And when I want to go to God and tell him all about anybody, might be you. And being that I spend time with Abba father, he get me back where I need to be. And he let me know you ain't fighting against them. You fighting against that stubborn, rebellious spirit that they're allowing the enemy to use to come against you, to take you out of position so you can't carry on the mandate that I have for your life. And if you keep allowing it, then you're going to be stagnated. The devil is a lie. You can't make a dog do right if he ain't going to want to do right. Because the dog ain't got the Holy Spirit, so he ain't going to do right. He may not pee for days, but he's going to pee on that floor. There was a woman that said this. This preacher came to her house, and she had a little dog. And the dog was just cutting the food. And she said, please excuse him. He don't normally act like this. The preacher say, he's a dog. How you expect him to act? Dogs will cut up. I don't care how many obedient schools you take them to. Because dogs don't have a spirit, y'all. They don't have the Holy Spirit. They're listening a time or two, but they're going to rebel and bite your behind. Right, Jones? <laughs> so the only thing I'm saying is we're spending too much time. This is how I know where people are in the word. When you're spending too much time coming against your fellow co-worker, people in the church, wherever it may be, or your family, you're forgetting who you are you supposed to stop and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute wait a, mm-mm, I ain't fighting against flesh and blood. Holy Spirit, what is that spirit that's coming out against me? And when he tell you, being that you got some keys, you got some keys, y'all. And those keys, just like Peter, the first thing that Peter had to do, he had to recognize Jesus for who he was. When he recognized Jesus for who he was, that's when he got keys to the kingdom. To bind and to loose. You can't even bind and loose until you know who you are. Until you, and some people think you don't have to bind. If I'm cutting the fool, and my husband know it's out of my norm, then the first thing he need to do is say, Holy Spirit, what spirit have my husband or my wife allowed to get a hold of her today? Cause that ain't her. I ain't going on the no rooftop today. I'm going to handle what's coming at my wife. That's my wife and I love her and I know that's not her. So when the Holy Spirit revealed to him what it is, he come in and he bind that thing off of me. That's love. And he don't have to do it in front of me either. He can go in his secret place and say, I take authority in this house. Over what's trying to come in and take control over my wife. You're going to get up and get. I'm talking to Christian folk. And I'm using it as an example. I do the same for him. If I love him the way I say I love him. And I see that he's having anxiety. If I see he having an anger problem. And I'm not saying that's him. But if I'm seeing something ain't right with him. The first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to look up and say. Holy Spirit. What has come in this house through him? Tell me what spirit that's of. And I'm going to go to war. I'm going to start by. And some people, if you see fear on somebody and you know it's fear, you got to tell people this is what's behind what's going on with you. It's a spirit of fear attacking you. You ain't speaking that on the person. You telling the person what's in their life that's keeping them From doing what they need to do. And guess what? If you're living with that person. You're going to battle with what they're battling with. Because they don't want to deal with it. So you want to take the word of God. And you want to tell them God did not give you. The spirit of fear. But of power and love and of a sound mind. You don't have to hold on to that. And that don't have to hold on to you. We're going to take authority over it right now today. But if you let that person constantly live that way because you think you're speaking something on that person, you're actually killing them. Because fear would kill. Fear brings anxiety. It brings heart attacks. It brings a lot of stuff. And if you don't deal with it, it's going to deal with you. And this is why the church need to grow up. You're not fighting with what God has given you you waiting on people. Can you pray for me? They can pray for you all day long. But if you don't know how to keep that stuff from attacking you, it ain't helping. So we're not fighting against one another. We want to find out what spirit is coming against that person. We have coming up what's on the calendar Halloween. And some people are having trick or trunks. Is that what you call it? Trunk or trick, trunk, something. And they say that's God, but it's not. And I'm going to tell you why. When you know the reason why they give out those treats is because what they do, this is the Celtics. They dressed up because it's, it's a day of the dead where the dead is coming back. So they dress up like the dead. They get treats to give the dead so they won't attack them. That's why you dress up for Halloween. I don't care if you're dressing up like an angel going to get candy. You are celebrating the devil. The devil comes as an angel of light. I don't care if you put your baby on the prettiest clothes you want to put them on. You're sending them to hell with the devil. On that night, they sacrifice children and dogs. Watch your dogs and watch your children. And they do it through November the 1st. When you open your door, you're welcoming death in your house. When you carve a pumpkin and put it outside your house, you're saying death is at my house. Come on in, death. Keep on doing what you're doing. You're inviting death in your home. I'm going to dress my baby like Batman and Robin. I'm going to dress my baby like Superman. I ain't representing the devil. You're celebrating death. They're killing people. On this night, they're killing people. They're sacrificing them. This was done because they were afraid, so they had to dress up like them and have treats to give them. That's why it's trick or treat. Now they change it to trunk treat, whatever you call it, and say they doing right. Y'all better do some research. Some of y'all mad right now, probably telling your children, close your ears. (laughs) Close your ears. We we, we still going trick-or-treating. Don't be mad. Mommy going to give you candy. If they come to your house on trick-or-treat, tell them the truth. Give them the word. You know, sometimes we turn out the light on them. Come on in. Take a seat. Let me tell you about the night you celebrate. I bet that mama leave your house quick fastening her. <laughs> Do you know that they're putting poison in candy? Do you know they're putting needles and pins and sharp eye stuff in candy? And people have the audacity to let their kids go all over the place in Rome and think they're getting goodies. Oh, people mad right now. Turn off that, turn off that TV. Now, what do we need to do? We need to put on the whole armor. This is the first thing he said before he said, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. And Ephesians 6, 10 and 11, finally, I met my finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord Everything we have comes from him, not in ourselves. You cannot look to yourself. You have to look to God and in the power of his might. Everything we have come from him and through him. Then it says, put on the whole armor, all of it, that you may be able to stand. See, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. All of it got to be put in place, not just one piece of it, but this armor is daily, not putting it on, taking it off. Do you know you can dress yourself in armor by being in the word of God every day? Amen. You have on everything you need because the first piece you put on is the belt of truth. Yeah. The belt of truth, hold up everything else. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make make you free. If you're never, every time I say this, I'm hurt and I'm grieved. When I say when you're never in your word, what do I mean by never? I can read Psalms 23 quickly. (laughs) The Lord is my shepherd and I shall. Lord, I thank you for the reading of your word today. So I'm going out and I'm being attacked and don't even know what that means because I ain't got no revelation on it. I just opened my Bible and I read and I felt good because I read a verse or two. You got to do more than read it. It got to become revelation. When it become revelation, you can live it. And then when something attack you, you know who your shepherd is. And the shepherd is what leads the sheep. The shepherd is what protects the sheep. When you know what a good shepherd does, that's what you know you have. And I'm not going to want or lack in any area because that's who he is to me, y'all. I don't have to wait on nobody because I know what he said to me. He told me this and God don't go back on his word. Because God is not man that he should lie, y'all. Neither the son of man that he shall repent. If God said it to me, God got to do what he said. Because if he don't, he'll become a liar. And he said his covenant, he's not going to break nor alter the things that have come from his lips. So my God, don't lie to me. If he said he's my shepherd and I shall not want, it don't matter how my finances look. God has already supplied for me. I already have what I need don't matter what it appeared to be. I don't go on what it it looked like in the natural. I go on spiritual. God said it and he got to do what he said, but I got to trust knowing he's already done it and then God's going to show me what's holding up me from getting what he's already done. God is saying you got fear there. Fear is blocking you from me supplying what I already did. Fear is your blocker. So you say, fear, I bind you in the name of Jesus. You don't belong here. You leave here in Jesus' name. You foul spirit of oppression. You go. Because God sent Jesus full of the Holy Ghost. He went around doing good, healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. I don't have to be oppressed because I know who I am. We're these things because we choose to be these things. And we allow the enemy to use people to put us in places we don't have to be in, y'all. But we have to rise up and say, I know who I am. I know who he is in me. And I'm using my authority that he has given me and saying, me and my husband opened our doors many a times and said, get out of here. You can't stay in here. You're going to leave this house in the name of Jesus. Now, if I'm doing that and I'm living my life the way I need to live it and my husband want to keep on living like he's living, that's up to him. I'm doing what God's telling me to do. It's either going to draw him or drive him. So whatever he says, don't you come off of it. I don't care who it is. You respect people. But you don't come off of what the word of God is saying. Husbands and wives, if the husband is wrong and ain't living according to the word, you don't respect that. You respect God. It's the same with the wife. Because when the husband go through, the wife is going to go through. When one or the other mess up, the whole house. So somebody in that house got to tell the husband and wife, no, you ain't going out there and getting in no more debt. Hey, some of them say, yeah, go and get that loan. Loans, you bring me back a thousand? Do whatever you want. Just give me my half. I don't care. Give me my half. That's a jacked up house. Because neither one of them, both of them know they can't even pay the loan back. They just weren't about looking good in public. That's pride. So when we know what's in front of us, and I'm asking God to show all you guys from the pulpit on out to the congregation what spirit that you allow it to rule over you, to tear up your house and somebody else's house too. And I guarantee you, he will show you. And then you got the authority to deal with that spirit through the word of God. Houses are messed up because you got two people That's saved, living in the same house, one in the word and one out of the word. And the one that's out of the word want to be stubborn, want to be prideful, and don't see what the other person see and keep coming against them. That is not God. So you got to get your binders and your looseners on. And you got to start binding and loosening and going on about your business. And that's one thing I like about my grandfather. Once he told you what God said. He did say nothing else. He did his part and he went on. That man was strong in the Lord. He kept his mouth shut. He told you and left. That was the end of it. You wouldn't hear it no more. These days and times you. How many times do you have to knock somebody upside the head? That's a rebellious, stiff neck, stubborn person who's telling you yes, but in their heart is no. Leave them to Satan that's what the Bible says and once you leave them to Satan and he get a hold of them they're gonna come back so we have authority as believers we have the right to rule and reign are you gonna use what God has given you so you can do what God has called you to do come on and give God a hand clap of praise to God be all the glory. Amen, amen, amen. At this time, do we have any visitors that would like to in? And then after our visitors... We
0: Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, You can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.